In our first reading today, we hear of the wisdom of King Solomon. And now in his humility and in his meekness, he asked for the wisdom to know God's will in leading the kingdom. And God blesses him abundantly with the gift of wisdom and understanding so that he can govern justly and righteously. What we don't hear in the first reading, however, is how it ends for King Solomon in dissipation. At the end of his life, Solomon had more than 700 wives and 300 concubines. He was immersed in the life of the flesh and gratification. Not only that, he had given up himself and the kingdom to the, fault, to the worship of false religions and false gods. The wisest man we hear who has ever been blessed and lived fell and fell hard. Such was the depths of his own depravity and the brokenness of his court that he corrupted his own son. And during his son's reign, the kingdom was split in half. This is what happens in our lives with even the greatest gifts when we do not constantly give them back to the Lord. We don't need to look far to recognize how each and every one of us in one way, shape, or form, or in many, is like King Solomon. We have received the fullness of revelation, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, true God, and true man. Not only that, we have received the Scriptures. We have received the teachings and the wisdom of the church. And in God's gratuitous love for us, we have received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation. We receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus in the Eucharist. But how easy it is for us who have received this infinite gift to return to the world after Mass, to spurn the poor, to hate those who need to be loved, to prioritize my own feelings, whatever I think is good for me, over what has been revealed as truly good. Each and every one of us, in some way, shape, or form, suffers and struggles in the same way that King Solomon did. And that's not just individually. If we look corporately at the church, the rates of divorce within the church are not that different from the secular world. The rates of sexual sin are not that different. And not just to focus on that because that was an issue with Solomon, but to focus on we have received in the modern time the great gift of Catholic social teaching. And yet we as a church are just as divided, just as spite-filled toward those who oppose us in the just ordering of society as anyone or anything else. How is this so? The beauty of it, though, is this. In the 12th chapter of Matthew's Gospel, we're in the 13th chapter today, Jesus talks about the sign of Jonah, right? That there is something greater than Jonah here. But he also says in that there is something greater than Solomon here. And so we must turn our hearts to the reality that there is something greater than Solomon here. It is the pearl of great price, the treasure buried in the field. It is new life that comes all the time through Christ Jesus. And how blessed are we to live in that reality. St. Paul reminds us in that reading from the letter to the Romans that all things work for good for those who love God. All of your brokenness, all of your struggles, all of your difficulties, they can and God desires for them to be converted 
into something that brings about his glory. Solomon fell. The kingdom was destroyed. Guess what? The faith lived on in spite of all of that. God came into this world in spite of all that, and frankly, because of all of that. And though Solomon led to destruction through his brokenness, this little-known Pharisee by the name of Saul of Tarsus met the person of Jesus Christ, repented of his own sins, and followed the gospel. And guess what? He found the pearl of great price. He sold everything, and billions have come to know the love of God. Because the good always outdoes and overshadows the brokenness and the darkness. We must, however, continually, each and every day, sell all that we have for that pearl. To work toward whatever it is God is putting in front of us. So that we can overcome our own sins. So that we can help to lead other people to the fullness of life in relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that our story is not the story of Solomon, but is the story of Paul. Not the story of sin, but the story of conversion and redemption. Because there is something greater than Solomon here. Jesus Christ, living, free, in his church, offering to each and every one of us the fullness of truth, goodness, and beauty, grace, and peace, all flowing from him for us here and now.